So today I got into a conversation with Mark from One Life Live It, and it was a great experience. Um, Mark's a really interesting guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. And we're planning already to do another one, and hopefully I'll be able to chat with some of his colleagues and people who work uh, in the same line of, as the business he's setting up. And it was really interesting to get into how Mark, or where Mark is in his life now. And one of the things I loved, really loved about this podcast is you'll see how natural and raw it literally is, because Mark's sitting in his car talking to me off his telephone, um, and we're just literally FaceTiming and yeah things like that really matter to me in in so many ways because when that happens the, it, it's it's and we talk a lot about cliches in the podcast but sometimes there's so much studio prep um trying to make everything look perfect it becomes more important than what you're talking about and really what i'm hoping everyone gets from this and the next time hopefully that mark and i can talk is actually we were just very passionate and we just genuinely believe in what we're doing and it's even it's really clear there's no studio involved there's there's no nothing fake it's all actually real and um and mark's passion really comes out and and also just the way he expressed what happened to him through his life experience he was very open very honest and i i for one really enjoyed it and i very much appreciate his time and i really hope you enjoy the podcast That's fine. That's good. That's good. It's thank you uh, for uh, agreeing to do the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, no, not at all. It's an absolute pleasure. It was, um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting in how small the world is as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, that was, you know, both of you being in, uh, in Western Australia. Are you in Perth as well? Yes. Yeah. I've been here um, oh, 21 years now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's been, been a while. So yeah. I'll put you on the speaker there. That, that's all right. That's good. And you, this new new way we're able to do it now that we definitely couldn't have done 21 years ago. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, um, but, but pretty, pretty um, exciting as well. It's amazing. The yeah. world becomes very small <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but like I said, yeah, thank you for agreeing to come onto the podcast. Um, and yeah, and I just wanted to, if we can, if you're okay with just getting straight into it... Um, I'd, yeah. I'd just love to learn a little bit about more about um, live life and well, one life and live it. It's how, how did it come about? Um, so it came about because um, I went through a separation earlier this year. Um, there's a happy ending ultimately, but um, in that process, it was uh, I guess I guess it was one of those times of my life where I decided that I've got to. I'm, I'm just going down a slippery slope, I guess, and it was, not, you know, quite a dark pathway, and just kind of thinking it, you know, I'm, you know, 50, and you know, is it, yeah. and you just think you've got everything together finally, and you know, you know what's going on, and then your world falls, falls apart, um, and it was, yeah, you kind of question, you know, what's it all about, and is it worth it, and you, you know, and obviously a lot of emotional pain, um, and and I and I got to a point where it was, it was, I was living in my car at the beach, and um, fortunately, I because I run my own business and had some great people who worked with me then they were sort of picking up you know the reins a bit and um, it gave me enough time to sort of think about what I wanted to do and um, I was either going to literally you know may maybe just do something if I had more guts I, would, I wouldn't be here today put it that way yeah um, but I just didn't you know I genuinely didn't have the strength to go through something like that 
And probably realistically, I knew I wouldn't, but to say that I hadn't seriously thought about it and, and wondered what the point of carrying on was, um, you know, would be an understatement. Um, so I just decided to just do everything different, um, opposite to what I've been doing, because I figured <laughs> ultimately um, maybe I'm the problem, um, you know, whether it's a relationship or how I feel about life or um, where I'm going and, and whether I achieve something or don't, then, you know, I'm the main protagonist. So I'm going to look at just doing things differently. Um, and within that process, uh, I just started looking um, probably at different things to do from you know, a spiritual point of view. I'm not religious, but, you know, the spiritual side, um, you know, things like meditation and uh, looking at the neuroscience behind behavior and thought patterns and all stuff which um, my ex-wife, well, ex-wife who's now my wife again, um, was very much into and kind of, uh, in hindsight, it's like I've probably been prepped for three or four years, you know, being with her that, you know, this, this, there's, there's something to all this stuff. Um, and, and I just wanted to feel a bit more purposeful in life. I, I, I felt I hadn't really got a purpose, you know, I had, had a business, it's small business, it's reasonably successful, but, you know, you know, it makes me happy and gives me some free time, so that, that's, that's what I need, but... Um, it's not like you're kicking any big goals and you know, what, what are you going to do for the next 20 years? We don't have kids. Um, I can't live vicariously through them and um, my dog's getting older and I, I want to have a bit more purpose in life. So in that whole process, I then teamed up or, or sort of met um, at a more of an emotive level, Simon, who I was doing some work with and have been working with in the renovation business. And, and he'd gone through something similar about six months before. Um, and he introduced me to The Road Less Travelled, um, which is a great book, and, and some other things. And he was he said, look, I'm, I'm getting up at 5 in the morning. I, I go and do some exercise and I do some meditation and really sets you up for the day, changes how your brain works. All those sort of things that really sort of stimulated us. The long story then comes down to, you know, seven, eight months later, um, I've really changed how I think of the world, myself, um, how I can operate in it and, and how I can find fulfilment. Um, but without being cheesy, you know, I haven't shaved my hair, I still drink coffee and red wine. And, you know, I've seen that on your, um, yeah, I see so, that on your uh, website. It's one of the things uh, on one of the paragraphs. It's like, we still drink wine, we still drink coffee, we haven't done this. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, everyone thinks, oh my God, you, you know, you turn into a hippie and, you know, you're rubbing crystals on your belly and things <laughs> like that. And not that there's anything wrong with either of those, but it's like, no, we haven't. Um, but we have got a very different outlook on life. And, and since that point or that, that change, um, it really feels like it's set ourselves up for a, you know, a, a much different and more fulfilling life moving forward, um, which as a result and in that process, then it brought myself and my wife back together um, sort of tenfold. And I, and I thought we were pretty good before we started. Um, but for her, you know, she wasn't getting what she needed out of the relationship um, and, you know, the future and things like that. So... And she's, she's very soulful and, and, you know, very mindful and very um, into wellness and, and health and um, sort of more, yeah, yeah, that kind of way of thinking and believing. And she does a lot of neuroscience. She counsels and coaches. And um, she, it's kind of like, you know, she just got it uh, and I didn't get it. Um, and now I do. So, it's, uh, yeah, and, and uh, we, we, we thought, yeah, maybe this is something we can help other people with. Um, yeah. You know, uh, from, from more of a mentoring side, you know, we, we noticed when we were looking there's not that many people to talk to about it who, who kind of really get it, but, um, you know, it's the sort of thing that is, is maybe, maybe not, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but, you know, maybe, and from people we've spoken to, they just want to, you know, how did you get through it? And so, well, it's not a case of just getting through it, it's a case of trying to use this 
you know, pain to grow and come out the other side much better than when you went in. Um, if you just want to get through it, then we're probably not, you know, we probably actually can't help you because we're going to try and get you to look at things differently. And if you're not open to that, then, you know, it's just as simple to say time will make you feel better and, you know, don't 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 worry about it. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree when, when I'm coaching people and stuff like that and um, similar to what you were saying, um, I, I always try to refer people to the fact that, look, don't want to be funny, but you're the common denominator. So it doesn't matter what's going on. You're the common denominator, fella, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and if you can't, yeah. I often talk with people like, look, you have to be really bloody honest with yourself because, um, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, um, it's going back many, many years, um, I had a similar experience to yourself you know, lots of things had gone wrong and i was sat on a platform at earl's court tube station contemplating which train to step in front of and just like yeah yeah i, I literally was sat there that was the reason i went there you know and um yeah, yeah. and it was very well thought out you know one of the reasons i chose yeah. that location because i figured it would create the most disruption and um, <laughs> And just while I was sitting there, yeah, you know, um, while I was sat there contemplating all of that, I just suddenly was just like, just, I, I have never been able to articulate it, but there was just something like, this isn't who I am. I can't do this. It's, it's yeah. not who I am. But from that came a hell of a lot of pain and a hell of a lot of figuring out to be done. And it took years, years, you know, it is, um, yeah. if, it, if there was a, and if there was a competition for emotionally self-harming, I would be up there at the front, you know. And and I would say it took a really, like at least a, dec a decade, a book and all sorts to, to get through it. And it's it, continually self-checking yeah. all the time, you know. It's like, all oh, right, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You know. Mm. You know. So, yeah. I, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I find that... I, I was just going to say, so, so when you mentioned about living in the car on the beach and, you know, the, the process and the, you nearly went through it, I was just like, damn, yeah, I, I really know that feeling. It's, um, yeah. And it's, it's what yeah. ultimately got me into coaching. All right, yeah. Well, it's obviously, um, well, like, you've obviously found out sort of being, you know, something you're more passionate about, I assume, than what you were doing before. Um I think with you know I have a, a business which I, I feel quite passionate, well, very passionate about, and I love it. Um, but this is something equally; it's a, it's a passion at, at the way sort of deeper level. You know, it's um, something that yeah, you can. I, I feel that I'd like to develop more, but at the moment, it's it's sort of like a, a passion project that hopefully will grow into a business. But at the end of the day, it's more about helping people. Yeah, helping people, but you know. It, that, you know, sort of trying to just sort of pass on to people who, if, if they might be interested, what we did to get through it um, and grow at the same time, come out the other side and have a different sort of outlook on life. Um, and, and now I feel younger, more invigorated, um, much better at dealing with sort of stressful situations. And, and, and even in the last sort of three or four months, it's been very apparent of the way, like you say, you kind of catch yourself thinking something. And, and you start reprogramming how you react to that. And it's, it's, it's kind of kind of cool. You know, you yeah, it. yeah, it is. And you find yourself doing it. Whoa, this is, this is, this is good stuff. Um, yeah. And, and the outcome is so much better. You go, oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is what you read about or this is what people tell you about. But um, you're so stuck in your 
uh, then you start going, okay, it's not just airy fairy stuff. It's not kind of witchcraft or anything. It's just, yeah, we are sort of in the, you know, set ways and the dogma of society kind of sends us down a path and it's pretty hard to break out of unless you really want to. Like you say, you, you go through a lot of learning. Yeah. I, just, I think I went through, you know, in six months, I probably, you know, did, did as much as in six months that a lot of people were doing probably six years purely because I just, I just ate, slept and, and, and drank it. Um, or, you know, every day, hours, yeah, hours upon hours of, you know, reading and listening to, to you know, online books and podcasts and courses. And, okay, you know, it's like being in the, the Matrix. I just got, it's like being jacked in and then you know yeah. you did to. It's like, wow, this is, you know, and then the more you learn, the more you want to learn and understand it. And, and yeah, so much of it's buried in neuroscience and, you know, scientific stuff. It's not just like, you know, just kind of think good thoughts and everything will be fine. It's, um, you know, no, it's, it's, it's way more than that. Very much so. I don't think people really. Uh, I, I wrote a, a coaching program called um, How to Train Your Neanderthal Brain. And I, it just, just constantly bangs on about look, the operating system is programmed for two million years ago. That's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you have to like do add ons, plugins, updates, and all of those. And it, it's so, so. It, it is difficult, but it, it's, it's that lack of awareness. I don't think people really get like you say unless you completely immerse yourself in it and unfortunately there is lots of stereotypes cliches and and things like that but it's like no no you you genuinely can reprogram your mind but you have to be aware of yeah. what you're thinking and why you're thinking that you know how, how did it come about and it, it's just different for everybody and you just you have to be like really deep really honest and like oh yeah that scares me but i'm passionate about this Do you know i yeah, you know yeah. And th there's things that, you know, um, you know, like j just getting off my ass to do a podcast, the amount of procrastination I had to go, go through, which was really just worrying about what other people might think about it. And because I had yeah. no established network and worrying, like, literally, how am I going to do it? I didn't know. I, I, yeah. this like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Because um, I, I didn't know how to do a podcast. And yeah. very luckily for me, a guy called Carlton, so the what i did i did um is i <clears throat> i have a therapist that i see every month and have done for years just to make sure that i don't fall into old patterns to keep that self check yeah, yeah. that self check in place uh, her name's caroline and so i just said to her uh, i'm going to start a podcast because i've always wanted to do one would you be my first mm -hmm. guest and she was like yeah great and i gave myself a week to figure out how to do it and then it was when chatting, chatting to a friend, Cole Carlton at Brunton Media, and I was telling him what the plan was. And he says, like, you can't do it like that. That's not how it works. <laughs> he says, you're going to have to do, you need to download this software and you need to do this. And I had like four days to learn how to do it. And Carlton, oh yeah, yeah. And Carlton very kindly, while kind of doing a FaceTime chat like this, told me what to download yeah. and, and gave me an online tutorial live okay. saved it and put it on yeah. youtube so i could go back to it and learn again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just, just but, but completely bailed out but i realized this um one of the stumbling blocks to most things in my life and i'm 46 in a couple of weeks so you know we're a very similar age um was mm. worrying about how to do things without even trying it yeah. do you know what i mean so oh well i don't know how to do that so i'll stop and I was, yeah. and then you wonder why you feel stagnated. You wonder why you go through this life of procrastination. And it's just like, no, you just have to fail. 
it, it's yeah. um and it's funny when we were waiting to chat and i got it wrong this morning by ringing you at seven even though it clearly <laughs> says seven in my diary but clearly says on the messenger eight o'clock and i was just like <laughs> and it's and it was funny because so far every single podcast so this is i think podcast number eight they've all had some form of technical fault right and I, and I it's and I, I'm not trying to be like because all flipping waffly or whatever but it, it's kind of like the universe is reminding me you're a control freak stop it will all just yeah, work yeah. out on its own you don't need to constantly have all the T's crossed all the I's dotted because they were the things that really stress yeah. me out if I if it's not perfectly yeah, yeah. planned and it's like this podcast yeah. is teaching me things like and the other reason for doing it um is I don't like networking, but I coach, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. wonder why my business isn't as successful as it could be, and um, and I still work another job, well, because you don't like networking. But actually, I find it very yeah. easy to talk to people. So this is a way of forcing yeah, me to yeah. network. <laughs> so it's just like, fine, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I'm constantly trying to practice that. Make yourself uncomfortable about things that should actually become very natural to you. You know, yeah. just like well, I think that the, the, the starting point for me was um, very much make yourself uncomfortable. So I'm not a morning person by default, um, and I never could, <clears throat> I never like getting up early. I tend to I work in sort of the building industry, and tend, you tend to be up earlier um, than I'd like to be. But um, so now I get up at around five thirty, five five to five thirty, um, go straight to the beach, and, and we have a run down there with the dog. Uh, then I go in the ocean. Um, at this time of year, we're winter here, so it can be pretty pretty cold in the morning. But that cold, you know, if it's not that, then the showers at the beach, they're proper cold showers. Yeah. Um, and then do a bit of meditation. Uh, we've got a journal, five-minute journal, do that. And then, you know, a cup of tea or coffee, and it's, um, before, yeah, it's not even 7 o'clock. Um, if, if you said I'd be doing that a year ago, and I've been doing that, you know, solidly now for about eight, nine months, it's now, if I don't do it, I now feel almost uncomfortable. I haven't quite set myself up for the day. Um and you know, even if we go away, then it might be a little bit later. But that, you know, it's become it's become more than a habit. You know, it's become yeah. our way of life. And and the benefits have been tenfold. But it came from just doing the opposite of what I'd normally do would be stay in bed till you know ten to seven, and then scream out, grab a coffee on the way, and you know, get to work when you have to. So, um, but but very uncomfortable. You know, I thought well, that's probably one of the more uncomfortable things I need to do. Um, yeah. And, and as a result, you know, and and there's a lot of sort of uh, you know uh, science behind doing that you know that starts of the day and getting rid of the cortisol and getting the brain firing and the oxygen and everything so you know that kind of encouraged me because i kind of like you, you i'm a bit of a control freak probably but i kind of like a few facts behind it yeah um, and there's things that have come up that i've probably heard a dozen times over the last 10 or 15 years but when it's been put in a different sort of framework then it really resonates with me and I go oh, okay oh well and then someone would tell me well i was I said that, you know, 10 years ago. I said, yeah, <laughs> but you kind of, you know, rubbing a bit of broccoli on, on your knees, and, you know. Yeah. But if you told me the sort of stuff behind it, then it might have resonated a bit more. Um, but at the time, they probably didn't know the science behind it. They just kind of got, got you know, got, got it right. And um, yeah. it's, it's good to understand a bit of that. Some people are happy to just go with, you know, um, go with something that's sort of a bit more esoterical. And, um, but I find, that, I find a lot of people I've been talking to, and, you know, colleagues or friends and so on, we kind of want a little bit more back behind it um, yeah definitely and then there's a huge there's a huge amount of and yeah i still get now that the universal 
we'll take care of a few things. So, I, but that's more a case of saying, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. things will work out. You know, you don't sit on the couch and eat potatoes all day. But you, you know, if you go about and, and you strive forward, then things will work out. You know. Um, yeah, because so um, yeah, pretty enlightening. Yeah, no, sorry, because I mean, Martin being a good example, do, do you know what I mean? I, I just happened to be chatting to Martin um, <clears throat> on Messenger, and he was like, oh, I, I know this guy, Mark, he might be interested. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, right. And so I, I didn't do anything other than have a conversation with one of my closest friends who yeah, ha- yeah. who knew you, do you know what I mean? And it's like, so, and then we, you know, connected us on, on Messenger, and he was just like, yeah, I'd love to. And I was like, oh. All right. Oh, yeah. great. How, how do we do this? And it's that getting out of my head, trying to have it, because if it was up to me, my diary would be full for the next five years. So I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, and it killed, it literally probably stresses the hell out of me. And I'm, and I'm like, no, just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So this morning when it was all going wrong, I just, I was able to get into a place where I was laughing about it and just like, no, this is what you need to learn, you know, because yeah, worst yeah. case, worst case scenario, you can just reschedule the call for another day. <laughs> well, I, yeah. And when I got your, your call, I thought, well, I thought the same. Maybe I've got it wrong. And worst case scenario, we're going to be doing this from the roof of a house in Cottesloe. So, <laughs> so it would have been a great view, a little bit windy, but it would have been interesting anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, can I just ask you about because um, you actually have um, on your website about the journals, don't you? And you you just you li- briefly just mentioned the five minute journal. Um, are you able to just go yeah. into some of what that's enabled you to I don't know, learn, discover how it helps? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I probably started doing it about um, oh, not not long ago, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's literally called the five minute journal. Um, it's called in, uh, I think this website's Intelligent Change. It's just kind of a nice-looking one as well. It's about $35. But it's, it's just every day. It's, um, you know, the morning you just spend three or four minutes, really, um, and it just says, um, actually, oh, I'm waiting right here. Yeah. I've got it here. Um, so I kind of carry it around with me. But so in the morning, I'd say, get up, go to the beach, get in the ocean, have a shower, and then and then I do my journal. But it's a few minutes. But it literally just gives you... Um, you know, I'm grateful for, and then you just put three things you're grateful for. Yeah. Um, and then what would make what would make today great, and then an affirmation for the day. Um, and it seems a bit, and I, I get I get it because I'm one of those people that are always gonna, you know, try and pick holes in in, in anything or find, find you know find reason for it not to be um, worth doing. And, um, and but what it does is it sort of it, it definitely makes you realise it makes you realise the things that I think I thought I realised but didn't maybe take into account and it's kind of like the, the small things um so I, I mean i'm literally you know if i look at what's, the, what's today so today's entry so today is i'm grateful for sunshine and blue skies i mean you are yeah whatever but yeah but you know i am i mean i appreciate it. today it was sunny it wasn't raining and the blue skies but equally i think two days ago i said i actually appreciate the rain and um, because it makes me enjoy the sunshine more um whereas normally i just get just annoyed when it rains because we can't do what I need to do and it gets in the way of work stuff we have to do and um, yeah you know it's um and it just keeps you know it keeps you a little bit it helps you focus a little bit but you're yeah. starting every day like that um, and, then, and then in the evening it's just um, the, the evening one is yeah, again just literally going to bed three amazing things that happened today um, and how could you make today even better and I found now and, and probably you know what I've 
it's quite interesting when you go, what would have made today better? And it's not a case of saying, well, if I won the lottery or no. you know, things like that, someone had just given me the keys to a Ferrari. I mean, yeah, of course, it might have made your day better, but these are things clearly that you have an element of control over or, you know, you, you didn't do that, you feel you could have done. Um, and it gets to the point where I'm struggling to find stuff to write down. So, you know, today I should have got up 10 minutes earlier. Or this was yesterday, sorry, I could have got up 10 minutes earlier because I was a little bit rushed in the morning and I just, you know, just hit the snooze button once. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could have taken my dog for a walk at lunchtime. Well, she had a run in the morning. She's out most of the day. You know, it's like you're almost make, making up stuff because, really, I, I genuinely feel that I couldn't have done anything better to, today to make it, you know, better than it was. Um, and then and you've got track of that. So you kind of flick back even now over a couple of months and looking back and stuff, and it just reminds you. So there's something neurological, I guess, that goes on there, which, which, which does start making you focus on those things and, and appreciate them a bit more, which, you know, this is, I guess it's just one of many things that keeps this sort of knock-on effect going of, of, of appreciating where you are in life and not just wanting for something you haven't got or, you know, um, you know waiting to get somewhere to, to be happy or fulfilled. You know, it's like it's, everything's about today and tomorrow and the next day, um, but not about, you know, five years' time I'm going to have enough money to retire or I'm going to buy a bigger boat or a bigger house or something. Um, and again, it all feels a bit cliche because it feels like I've heard it, you know, yeah. <coughs> But I actually feel like I'm living it now. It's actually, you know what, this is this is great because I genuinely feel this way. Um, you know, it's like I'm not just saying it, you know. And and that's, I, I guess in my relationship now, I wouldn't be in the relationship now, and I wasn't in it for a long, you know, for a few months when when we separated because because I wasn't that person. Um, now I am. It's brought me back into a relationship with, which you know is, is phenomenal. Um, but even before that, you know, I was just feeling from an immense amount of pain that actually I could tackle anything and I felt better, stronger, more invigorating than I had done in the last 10 years, um, which is, seems insane because it felt like I was starting my life over again, but with a, a whole set of uh, different lenses. Yeah, no, it's good because I, I think, um, like you say, because people do go, oh, it's cliche, it's hippie, it's whatever, but and like the science behind it and things like that is like, look, everybody will accept a good diet gives you a healthy heart, good blood flow everything like that. everyone will accept that muscles need exercise and if you exercise them regularly you build up patterns habits that you and you become fit well it's just the same for the yeah. brain you, you journal every day and you start training your brain neurologically to be aware of things that are good in your life and you you're bringing it constantly to your attention that actually i i have an okay life my life is good you know and but, but so realize, yeah, it's probably pretty darn good, you know. It's, yeah. It's like wow, that's better than you know. I thought, but you appreciate the stuff that you do have, yeah. Not the stuff that you don't have. Um, but if yeah. if, if I, I, I said, go on. Sorry, go on. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I was just going to say, if, if you wanted somebody to like who's never gone jogging before, running before, to get them up to ten miles, fifteen miles, or twenty-five miles, they would accept it will take eighteen months, two years to run a marathon. Right? Mm. But you apply the same, well, just try journaling for 18 months. Well, that's a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to train it. You've got to train it, and then yeah. you've got to respect it and actually invest in it. And <clears throat> and people that have been lifelong miserable won't give up six months of their t five minutes a day, six months of their t life to try something different, which actually, as, you know, as you're saying yourself, is, do you know what? I don't care how it works. It bloody works. <clears throat> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't overthink these things too much, but you know that there is the science behind it, and I think a lot of the stuff that you know people like Joe Dispenza are doing, and yeah, he's the, the, great the stuff. Those sort of people, you, and they just they make it and, and palatable and understandable as well. So you kind of go, oh, okay, you know, this is you know this is yeah, there's, there's stuff here that we didn't know just even a few years ago, like ago, late like ten or fifteen years. Um, so so there's there's so much stuff that we can understand now that we couldn't understand before, and that for me personally. It's huge because I kind of feel, yeah, I do need that sort of like, well, you know, go on then, prove it, you know. Um, why is garlic better for your heart or something? Yeah. And they sort of explain that. Why is getting up and going for a run in the morning good for you? Well, it, you know, releases the cortisol, which builds up through the night. And then, you know, then your brain starts functioning, it oxygenates better. And you go, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, that's great. So that's, you know, that's all I, that, oh, well, in that case, then I'm doing it, you know. Um, and if it doesn't work for you, then then so be it. But it's, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shun it when it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. As well as that, when you do it and you just give it a little bit of time, you start really feeling the benefits of it um, at a physical, emotional level as well. And then then you start getting that whole feeling that things are, you know, a bit brighter and, and working a bit better than they were before. Um, I mean, it's easy to say when you've been in a, in a in a hole and things start to get better, you know. Um, you know, the soothsayers would say, well, just it's just time healing wounds. I said, well, now six months, I, I can tell you, I know through fact this would have been two or three or four years before I'd have felt better yeah. if, if my relationship hadn't got better and, and where I was. Um, you know, I didn't you, I didn't reach for the, the bottled red wine or, um, you know, anything else. It's quite the opposite, you know, I was sort of virtually, you know, had the old glass of wine and a beer and, you know, I'd be in bed by 10 and, you know, up at five and, you, you know, it's like, no, I'm just doing the opposite of what, you know, the stereotypical thing to do in this situation would be. Um, and, and as a result, it sort of helped, helped me along that path. Um, and, and it's, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, it's the start of a journey as well. You know, like you say, you, you go and each, each month you're checking in um, with, with your counsellor and, and that yeah. sort of thing. It's, I mean, this and it's a constant learning process. But I, again, I hear myself saying things which sound really cliche and people looking at, well, what, what do you know about it? You're not you know, a psychiatrist or a counsellor or something. I said, no, exactly not. Um, but, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of them, you know, they fulfil a really good place in society, and, um, you know, but a lot of them haven't got the same breadth and depth of experience that I think I, I can I can offer or, or can relate to, um, just as there's other people who've got way, way worse situations and come up, you know, and, and suffered far more than I have. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just one, one of the many that are out there just, yeah. putting it out there saying that this is what worked for me and yeah it's not just a case of getting through a crisis or a bad time it's really a case of coming out the other side and um you, you know feeling that you've actually sort of grown as a result of it um and and taking your life to a different level no absolutely i mean because could you um because that's the thing is like lots of people like well what are your qualifications and um i, I have minimal qualifications but what i have is a, a lifetime of fucking up and eventually sorting it out. Yeah. And this is actually, there was, it was like literally, oh, no, you can just do it like this. It's, it's, it's that simple, but you have to be very honest. From, from my perspective, you have to be very honest about how you got into those messes. And with me, it was because yeah. I was, there, there was this internal dickhead that just, I let have control of my life too much. And, you know, yeah. was, was always happy to get, get in there and screw it up. And, um, <laughs> But it was learning how that developed and how did I nurture that actual side of me? And it's like, and why? So there was all these, you know, okay, you need to pull back on that and you need to, a lot of it was actually just, no, 
you need to promote within yourself the things you enjoy doing and stop worrying about what people think you know because yeah. actually as it turned out nobody gave a shit but me um so because you do on your um your uh, organization it does the warrior program buddy program and there's the key pillars of growth is that, yeah. that is right isn't it i have read that right yes yes that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so, so what what <laughs> okay, yeah I, I try and do some research before i speak to people do you know what i mean just just to make sure um but so what is the uh, for people that uh, would be interested in reaching out to you guys because i think it's what's really important is that the is that um you guys can actually speak from experience so somebody who was going through a really rough shit time um will actually be able to um speak to somebody who no i i know how that feels i know where it's going yeah sorry i've lost you i've lost the, I'll, I'll get you back in a minute yeah um, it's right the video's yeah, dropped out a couple I mean, of times don't worry about it okay cool um yeah i mean the way the way we looked at it, it kind of came about as i say it was sort of um obviously from our own experience and then and then actually saying well you know maybe you got well for me you know maybe you need to speak to someone and um have a have a, a great sort of counselor coach um that myself and several of our friends use um and she's fantastic um but it, it it was sort of like kind of feeling like you just need something a little bit more relatable um and and i, and I guess for me a big thing um within that was not having feeling that like I didn't actually have a purpose and I, I got a few friends who got kids and they said you know literally they've sort of said well probably my purpose in life is to be a good father and you go well that's kind of awesome but it feels like it's an excuse for not having a purpose anywhere else and you know are you are you okay with that or you know do you you know did, did you miss something along the way or um you know is that something that you feel regretful about because it feels that way um I, I don't have children and you know that it meant that you know I couldn't even use that as well my purpose is to be a good dad. It's like well, I can't just be the good owner of a dog, and um, <laughs> that doesn't really work. <laughs> I need I need a bit more than that. And um, but then it's really easy to say, well, find your purpose, and then you know getting out of bed will be easy every day. So well, how do you find your purpose, and what what is it about, and what does it mean, and how does it look? Um, so it kind of it, 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 that process kind of came about with everything that we were going through, and I guess when we were sort of saying. You know, to, to what can we sort of help people with? It's it, it's trying to help them find you know that purpose in life, whatever it might be. You know, um, you know, for everyone it's going to be different. Um, but that kind of then came as a result of then these limiting thought patterns, which we put in those those key pillars for us was again, uh, you, you, like you say, your brain's you know millions of years old. It's hardwired in one way, and to change it, it takes a lot of effort. But we've just got these. I, I had very limiting thought patterns. And yeah, I didn't know it. I thought I was quite open-minded and I thought I was uh, fairly non-judgmental um, and, and, and pretty communicative. Um, it, as it happens, I, I really wasn't, but maybe compared to some people, but it's not a comparison. It's not a, you know, it's not a game. Um, but I realized that, you know, I've actually got really quite limiting thought patterns because, you know, I left home early and had, had you know, my own sort of issues going on as a terrible teenager and, and then... Financially, it was I was worried about every penny because I didn't have very much of it. So you know, you start worrying about money all the time, um, and then it has an effect on your relationship. Um, and then there's just the way you're brought up and, and your background kind of limits you in some ways because you think you know everything and you don't really, but you, you kind of keep acting on that, and then it becomes the way you start thinking, um, and that causes a bit of stress. And then 
And, and it really just look back on things and go, hang on, just even if I think I'm doing something different, I'm not really. It's kind of just feeling comfortable with young, with where I'm at rather than getting out of that comfort zone and actually changing how I'm thinking. And that, that was a big, big change. And then obviously the physical side of things, you know, being you know, he- healthy both physically and mentally, um, which I've, we've always been, always been sort of phys- physically active, but um, it's probably just took on a just sort of different approach really. And, uh, and it just, oh, there you go. Sorry, I got you back now. That's um, it, it just made, I think all of them coming together, where, you know, just if you have to sort of help and, and pick out three things, they were the key things that worked for us to change what we thought, what we did and how we did it. Um, and then as a result, you know, they felt like there was some more sort of um, direction in life. And, and, and I guess the big thing for me as well, I was always kind of worried. I was thinking ahead and go, oh, my God, I'm this age and I need, you know, how much money do I need to retire, whatever retirement looks like. And do I want to retire? Because I kind of enjoy having a business and, you know, but I do want to spend more time traveling. And you have all these thought patterns that keep going round and round. But then I realized I had these thought patterns for 15, 20 years. And it was, you start going nuts about it. Yeah. And actually, you know, we, 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 again, it's a bit cliche, but, you know, having the lighthouse to kind of guide you, you've got a direction that you're heading in. Um, but it's not about getting there. It's actually about the journey along the way. And, again, you know, I've had it a dozen times. But, but when you can actually get up every day and go through and you write your journal at the end of the day and go, how could you make today better? And you go... I don't, I don't know, maybe if I'd have had a chocolate ice cream, I don't know, because I can't figure out what else would have made today any better. That's pretty good. And, you know, if you can go through life like that, you know, we're, we're doing well. And, you know, I've got more of a plan and a direction now than I ever had, but I've got more of an appreciation of every single day than I ever had. Um, and, and my relationships have flourished from it. My, I think my work life has actually got better. Um, my stress levels have gone down. A fairly stressful environment to work in, but um, you know you, you, you deal with it well, but actually it is stressful. So it's like, well, I, if I can change the way I feel about stress and how it's affecting me, then uh, you know that'll be a great way to live. Um, and and then you don't just have to take the time off because you need it. You just take the time because you, you you want it and and you can find it. That's it's good. Working. It's good because I mean you mentioned something there as well. Is, is the it's when you get to the end of the day, like how can I make my day any better? And you, you eventually you get to a point where you're like, no, I had a good day. I actually had a bloody good day. <laughs> yeah. And you start realising yeah, you yeah. collected all these good days and that you that there aren't really any shit days. And But if you were to look back on it, it's, it's like, no, the, the days haven't changed. It's just my perception of, of what's gone on has changed. Instead of looking yeah. for things that are going to piss me off and stress me out, I just like, yeah, life happens and I don't need to carry it with me every day, every month, every year. I can just let it all go. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I had a good day. You know, the day's fine. You know, because, you know, like I said, you know, <clears throat> you know, like, like you, I got up this morning at five, took my dog for a walk. But it, the, the guy, there's a part of me once upon a time that would have been so stressed about trying to do this because it didn't hit and all the other podcasts that I would have given up after two or three podcasts. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah, yeah. now, just like, oh, it'll, it'll be all right, it'll work out. And here we are having a great chat. Because, and the only yeah. thing that changed was my outlook on what, whether it was important or not. You know, and it's, none of it was ever life-threatening, but I always treated it like it was. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, but you, you, you're just talking about a conversation. And so in the buddy program, what did people get from you guys with the buddy program? Um, I mean, we that one came out because um, my wife has got a 
is is sort of having that sort of transition between school and going to uni. That and he was, you know, he's having um, I was just just I, I guess finding it a, a bit rough in a few places. And and they both they independently they kind of reached out to us and just said, you know, can, can we have a chat? And and then it, it sort of just transpired that really there's I, I think with the maybe teenagers, you know, but we kind of fell sort of that 15 to 18 year old bracket, but it's not age dependent. But you know, there's kind of I guess you know kids is the wrong word but you know they, they're going through a lot of changes and not quite sure where they fit in in life and so on and you know and there's a lot of pressures on to perform at school and, and then uni and then the next thing which is the societal pressure that we sort of live under um and and a few of the people sort of, sort of wanted just to talk to us so we so we're kind of saying you know what it's funny because when i was your age i was doing exactly what you were doing and then it makes it quite difficult to say no don't do that go yeah. to uni do this tick the boxes because well i'd you know you do need a good education, let's get it right, and, um, you know, those things are going to help you, but, you know, everybody's different, so maybe it isn't the route for you, and, you know, you know what, these things that are going on with your parents, or your relationships, or your, your friends, um, you, you know, we've actually sort of been in that situation, uh, and Simon as well, he had a rough time at school, and, and that age, um, he's, he's now sort of six foot four, and built like a bit shit out, so <laughs> I don't think too many problems now, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but, it, but again, it, it's Garden. I guess Garden for a long time, and that stuff that he's been dealing with over the last sort of year or so himself, you know, that's going going back to that sort of stage where, you know, you feel quite vulnerable. Um, so again, it, it, so the buddy program is really just sort of to, to be there, someone who's a bit older, a bit removed from your family, um, very unjudgmental, un- un- if that's the word. Um, you know, we found that the people we're talking to, and there's only been a handful, but, you know, they, they've sort of said they, they don't want to feel judged, and um, you know, my nephew said, you know, if I come home and I've, you know, three pints of lager and I throw up on the bedroom floor, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to be judged them, you know, as my parents would. And so outside of judging him on only three pints of lager. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sort yourself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, as a, uh, you know, I mean, you know, as a, someone removed from your parents, then of course you're not going to, you know, judge them on that and and then it's like you know but you know why do you feel this way or why are you doing this or you know are you you know you you know you, you can it's interesting having conversations with youth i guess at that level because you know some either just just don't want to say a word um, yeah and then you can see how that will carry on for the rest of life and, and others open up you know re- really easily um and, and just want to it just feels like they want someone to talk to but they don't want to have that label of going to a counsellor or um, a psychologist, you know, which, uh, you know, at the younger ages, you know, that's, if there's a problem, then of course your parents take you to the doctor and they take you to a psychologist or, or counsellor at least, and then you go and have your session and they come back and say, oh, how'd it go? And, you know, they, they want you to tell them about it. So it sort of, it doesn't mean that they, they shouldn't be doing that as well. And of course, there's some people that are going to definitely need that sort of level of in, uh, intervention. But, you know, it, we just felt that it was something that we could offer as a, you know, and locally, you know, we, we will take them down the beach for a walk and, they'll talk to them you know sort of man to man man to woman whatever it yeah is, and, and, and actually just just try and understand them at that age because it feels very relevant that we've just recently at 50 and simon's mid 40s have and like yourself sort of recently dealt with and been through a lot of um things going back to our childhood so it's made, made it's very um clear in our minds what we went back through you know 25 30 years ago um and so having those conversations with um the youth of today, if you like, at that stage, um, it, it feels like we can relate still. You know, you can, I can really, you know, relate back to that. And, and the things that carried, or, or I carried through that whole baggage that I've carried through, 
a lot of it does go back to that sort of stage of life, you know, probably from 10 to 15, there's a lot of things that I've had to unravel. Um, and much of it's all about sort of looking forward to the future and, and being positive about the future and every day going forward. There are things that you do or may need to deal with in the past. And you think if you can get them at that stage and, and help them at that stage, then what an awesome life of, you, you know, yeah. it's like giving them a head start, you know. It's like if your parents give you, a, you know, 50 grand to deposit on a house or, you know, buy your first car or, or pay for your uni debt. Yeah. It's a great head start. You know, it doesn't guarantee a future, but it's a great head start. So to be that emotionally um, aware and be able to talk about things and deal with issues that they're having there and then, then, you know, it just feels like it'll really help set them up with a level of um, skills and tools going forward in life. Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't get that compounded effect, does it? There's, I mean, that, the old, one of the oldest cliches in the world is youth is wasted on the young. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. just, but it's like you say, you realise now at our age that some of these thought patterns that we have that kind of almost became indoctrinated into the programme were compounded between those ages of like 10 and 15. Whereas if you just had somebody to talk to and say, no, it's because of this, or oh, no, you don't need to worry about that, or well, let's let's delve into that. Why, why are you feeling that way? Why are you feeling insecure? Why are you feeling that people are giving you too much attention? Or why are you uncomfortable with the attention? And why did you make that decision? It's you get to explore it in a safe, like, and I hate using words like safe environment, but you get to explore it without judgment and stuff like that. Um, instead of yeah. you start kind of defaulting to that habit normally to detract from something that you don't want to be noticed about yourself. And it just compounds and compounds and compounds into adulthood. And, and it just yeah. doesn't become healthy. And before you know it, you're 30 years old making the same decisions for something you reacted to when you were nine, ten years old, because of something your uncle yeah. or your aunt might have said to you that you didn't yeah. know how to handle. Yeah. Exactly, and that's um, because that, that, that I think looking back over my that period of time for me um, was going through that sort of experience, and I left home fairly early, so you start fending for yourself early, and it was great, an awesome time for a lot of it. Um, but then realising that along the way you, you fought quite a few battles that left you with a lot of scars. And then when you, and then when you get sort of get married or you get into a long term relationship, you know, that, you know that it's just sort of mildly accepted that you, you know this is what guys do and this is what girls do. So, you know, if you can sort of forge seventy percent, you know, and, and and hang in there, then you're doing pretty well. Um, and then this is the way people argue. It's like acceptable that we argue this way, and of course these things you're going to disagree. And um, but they just, you, you, it, it's sort of like. It, 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 now looking back on it, go well. God, no wonder you know those sort of relationships went by the wayside. Or oh my God, I was a bit of a dick then, and that, yeah. I, should, I didn't realise. But uh, yeah, no wonder she felt that way or said those things. Um, and so you, you, yeah, you say you take that through all through your life. But you know, if you're lucky enough, you you know you have a good social circle and you you can hold a job down and stuff like that. That's great. But it feels like you just you're just finding a way to get through. Um, and then. As you get older, these things just stick there, and, and we get less and less um, open to changing things because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the scientist behind it, but I know the defender's sort of, you know, explanation of these things is you, you just get hardwired that way. It creates, it elicits a feeling, it creates, in, whether it's endorphins or dopamine or whatever in the, in, in, in the body, and it, it might not be comfortable, but you're used to it, and it's almost like you get this little rush from it, and, and, it, and it's familiar, so you keep doing it, even though. You, you, you kind of want to do something different, but as soon as you do something different, it feels very uncomfortable. So we immediately default back to something that feels comfortable, even if we know it's not good for us. You know? Yeah, 
But w- exactly. weirdly, we are comfortable with it because it's what we're used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, it is. I mean, I, I was talking to someone uh, recently, and, and well, she's she's a girl uh, um, that taught, taught me to free dive, and I'm I'm not in any way you know an amazing free diver, but I, I just enjoy it. And you know, the one thing that was interesting is that you know some really good free divers they can they can hold the breath for seven eight minutes, and you know that's that's not not excessive, but six or seven minutes is, is you know very common for a, a decent free diver. And some of them will, you know, get to two, two and a half minutes and then get this real urge to breathe and this real discomfort. But then they can keep going for another, you know, sort of four minutes, of that sort of, you know, four or five minutes. It's incredible. But it's really uncomfortable. And then there's, there's, there's some that will get to five to five plus minutes before they get there. And then they've only got like a minute and a half, two minutes of uncomfortable, you know, the uncomfortable feeling. And, she, and the whole premise of it is just getting used to being uncomfortable because it doesn't matter how good you are, you know, the world's best will still get that feeling of discomfort and um, have to push and work with it for, you know, an extended period of time. And, and the people who are good at it are the ones that can keep going with that. So you just get used to it. It's a life, life, good life lesson. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're okay with being uncomfortable, then you can flourish in, in many different situations because you go, wow, this is uncomfortable, but this is what I like and these are the rush I get from it and the excitement. And, you know, you might be, you know, you might translate nervousness into you know, positivity or excitement or, or either you, you're experiencing something new. So that's awesome as opposed to, you know, sort of carrying away from it because, because it feels uncomfortable and it's a feeling that you're not used to. And, you know, you'd be better if you sat on the couch and eat potato chips. You know, you, there, there's a level of comfort there, um, even though you know it's not good for you. Uh, but people do it. Absolutely. And being conscious of the time, um, we've actually been full on that for like 45 minutes and it's nine o'clock my time. And I know that you have somewhere to go tonight. Uh, shortly so um, that's probably a good place to end so thank you very much that's really appreciated thank you um, g- genuinely enjoyed this and uh, would definitely I'd love an opportunity to get into more of this again and have a time with you if that's good um, well likewise yeah, it'd be great to do the same and um, you know uh, with communication it is it, we'll, you know we, we'll tee up and do another one and uh, maybe have some other subject matter to talk about as well but um, if I ever get to the UK we'll come out and do one we'll do a live one yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, my, my office is absolutely tiny, but we, we'll make it comfortable. But yeah, no, g- genuinely, Mark, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much. And yeah, I, I, I would love to do this again. I really would. Thank you. And shout out to shout out to Martin for connecting us. Much appreciated. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> you're closer than me, so you can get the first round in for him. That's right, yeah. Cool. Thanks very much. Take it easy. Take care. Have a good evening. Cheers, fella. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So there it is. There was my podcast with Mark. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to him. And I'll let you know when it's uploaded, uh, when we're doing the next one. And so keep focused on the social media. Like, share, enjoy, comment. It's always, always welcome, always appreciated. Thank you very much.